be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. We've got Bush. I like to fuck. Do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bang bus think they're a good deal. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to this week's episode of Drunk Wrestling History. I'm your designated host, Adam, and introducing at this time, with an intro like this, we must be doing an ECW pay-per-view, along with two men endowed with long logs of Yule, and really know how to deck the halls. With their pairs of jingle balls eaten by your mother, it's the Drunk Wrestling Historians. Well done, Adam. Well done. Excellent. This is Eddie. I'm drunk. I'm old. I'm fucking tired. And I work with fucking children. And this is Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. ECW pay-per-view protocol. Got to do it. Welcome I'm so to the- glad that I'm okay. so glad that we don't do the ECW ones that often because I always forget. Like I totally <laughs> had no clue you were going to do that because it's been so long. Like, and I'm sure the next time we do one in March or whatever, I'll forget again. We're very old. It happens. Right, right. Well, you said before I'm going to love amnesia. <laughs> it's like, it's a blast. Yeah. Oh God. Everything previous, is new again. Previews happening. <laughs> you meet new friends every day. Exactly. Welcome or to not this, amnesia. Welcome to this uh, what's week's the other episode. Thing? Alzheimer's. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a good one for you today. Uh, but make sure that you also head over to whatamaneuver.net to get those very late holiday presents for those relatives or people that you didn't see during the holidays. Get those drunk wrestling history T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies for the miniature drunk marks and drunk marquettes. Uh, drunk wrestling logo, loud and proud on the chest. Maybe also while you're ta- while you're talking about the merchandise, I didn't tell you yet this, Adam. Um, Ted bought a hoodie, so thank you to Ted. Thank you for hey, supporting Ted. the show. That's awesome. awesome. And thank you. Um, I've got uh, people on board for beanies already. Scott, you already know about that. Yes, sir. I told I told Ted I was going to stay on you about it to find out about it. Yep. But um, so if anybody else wants a beanie, let us know. Um. I guess you won't be hearing this till like the beginning of January, so we might have already done the order at that point. But um, well, let's, we let's, let's do... not get crazy. I mean, you well, know. that's true. It is you. It is me. Yeah, things yeah, move right. slowly around here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're like yeah. the post office. Well, they'll either be ordered or they won't be ordered, and whatever. If we get enough people who want to, you know, there's enough for us to do another round of them. Maybe we will. But if anybody wants a beanie, um, let us know. I have no idea what they'll cost, but I'm sure they won't be that expensive. While you wait, though, go buy a fucking shirt. Go buy a shirt. FFS. Yeah. Yeah, go but, buy a hoodie because it'll match your beanie. Yeah, be cool like weather. Ted. Yeah, exactly. All right, and what do you guys have to drink? 
I'm starting off with a blue moon right now, just going simple. Um, and um, it's Sunday, and I shouldn't be doing this, but after this, I'm going to drink a, a Denogonizer. It's a double IPA. It's nine and three quarters percent. Oh my god! And dude. it's a uh, it's it's a sixteen ounce can. So uh, what's well, one point? It's one point and three point two fluid ounces. So that's almost twenty ounces, I guess. So it's a big fucking can. It's almost ten percent. I'm gonna be drunk by the time I'm done with that. And uh, no I doubt, may or may not. I may or may not be going to work tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, December's a great time to call in sick. Who wants to work full weeks? Yeah, well, I probably shouldn't be saying this on here, but I don't think anyone who would care listens. Like, my boss doesn't listen, but I haven't worked a full five-day week since, like, the beginning of November. And this coming week, if I if I don't work a full week this week, I'll take that through the end of the year because I have, you know, the Monday after Christmas off. So it'll be, like, a two-month stretch of not working a full week. Which is so, the equivalent of, like, uh, Undertaker's streak in drunk speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So I am working on a Los Guerreros, which is amazing. Adam, thank you. And cheers for this. It's incredible. It's probably my favorite beer now. Really? Yeah, I drink it the most out of everything else. Yeah. Thank you, Chavo. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Can you great. get it? Can you get it here? I don't, I don't know, know where it came I from. I don't know where Adam got it. Places. I know you could get it at the Alasta uh, Brewing Company and online okay. orders. But it might be a situation where when it's gone, it's gone. Which is that's, very sad. That's up to Chavo. That's up to Chavo, yeah. yeah. No, they need to continue with this one, dude. This one's outstanding. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Los yeah. Guerreros. I'll it's keep delicious. my eyes open for it. I mean, we'll be down there in March. We'll, that's true. We'll that's we'll true. Yes. I guess I'm gonna have I guess I'm gonna have to drive so we can load the trunk up. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I'm driving, so I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Drinking uh, on the way home. <laughs> my beverage is not of the norm uh, for a Drunk Wrestling History episode, I made some Abuelita's hot chocolate. Aww. Ooh. Did well, you put- you do, well, you need to warm up. You're there in a hoodie and a beanie in, mm-hmm. in your house. Did you put marshmallows in it? I don't have any marshmallows. I need to. <laughs> nice. So sad. I actually thought you were going to go eggnog, Adam. <laughs> Mate, maybe next time? We'll see. Next yeah. time we do a set of... I- uh, Next Christmas during the during the season. Yes, I have eggnog in the house. Maybe I'll drink some of that on the next episode. Put Very some, good. Uh, put some fucking. I think I have some brandy. That's a great choice. Yeah, maybe I'll do that on the next episode we record. There you go, dude. All right. Well, let's get into it. We don't have any notes to share. We just have content. Uh, For this week's episode, we are taking this to August 2nd in the year of our Lord, 1998, at the Hera Arena. Spellcheck uh, originally put Hard Arena. (laughs) It was when Joel Gertner showed up. Yep. (laughs) But we caught it. It's in Dayton, Ohio. This is ECW Heatwave 98. And I, I don't remember if I saw this pay-per-view when it first aired. I feel like I did because I, I, I know there was a good stretch where I was watching them all because it was only four a year, but I don't remember I don't remember any of it. You know what I mean? It's been 25 years almost, so odds are I wouldn't remember it. But I really have no idea. This might have been the first time I ever saw it. I feel like we're getting into that phase where every pay-per-view after this is going to be Jerry Lynn versus RVD. Because why do I feel like they wrestled each other for like the extent of ECW after 1998? You could be right. Yeah, you could be right. They didn't do it on this pay-per-view, but you might, yeah, you might be right. Or he might wrestle Sabu on the next one. Yeah. And then that's yeah. the end of it. But yeah, we are getting close to that, I think. 
Yeah, it's really weird. And also what I noticed what was weird about this pay-per-view, and we're going to get into this, is that with their major championships, mm-hmm. neither the heavyweight title nor the TV title were defended, which was very right. strange. Oh. They weren't. Yeah, what was the deal with the TV title? I guess they just didn't have a match, right? Well, no, RVD, RVD was the TV title it. holder. Oh, that's right. RVD had the t- You know, okay. So I might as well just say this now. I skipped that match. So <laughs> you son of a bitch, that. dude. <laughs> it's, don't blame me, dude. Blame Fonzie. No. <laughs> so I have done that before. I'd take a shit during an Al Snow match. Yeah. Yeah. And I so I was like SummerSlam. <laughs> I, I no, no, no. Well. It was an ECW pay per view. Oh, it was an ECW pay per view. Okay. Yes. No, you're thinking uh, Hardcore Holly versus Al Snow at one of the WWE pay-per-views that we reviewed. But no, no, no. It was an ECW one we did. I, okay. I just, I had to drop a deuce and I was like, I don't want to pause the match. I'll just listen from the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sorry that I didn't sit in front of the TV for it. <laughs> That's how I feel about this RVD match. So, so RVD is your shit break, apparently. I mean, it would be if I had to. Or and more, more, more specifically, Fonzie is your shit break. Fonzie, yeah. It's not RVD, it's Fonzie that I can't stand. Got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. And then de- uh, the, the world title wasn't defended because Shane Douglas had it and he had a broken arm. An arm injury, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which we'll get into when we get to matches later on. But yeah, right. I just thought that was weird. Out of the major championships, two of them weren't defended. That includes the heavyweight title. Kind of strange yeah. for a pay-per-view because I guess this would have been, well, like there, because you said they only had four a year. This would be equivalent to their SummerSlam episode or their SummerSlam pay-per-view. Yeah, because I think it was in June around there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. August. Really weird. Yeah. Um, so the show opens with Joey Styles in the ring. And I don't know if we ever talked about this before. Have we ever addressed that they, they do a cold open at the beginning of these pay-per-views? Yeah, I love those. Yeah, I don't That's know if we ever talked about that or if it just occurred to me while I was watching this, but they do a whole thing in the ring and then they show the intro. I was like, oh, that was like a cold open, like The Office or Saturday Night Live. Right, right, right. It's, it's really, like a little... Or Taz walking in saying, I'm ready. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's cool. It just makes it different from from uh, the other two big companies. Totally. At the time. Yeah, um, so he's out there. He introduces Shane, who's going to be on commentary, and I'm like, "Fucking great!" I'm already looking. I'm like, I was looking forward to this pay per view until I found out Shane Shane uh, Douglas was on commentary. Um, Suddenly, all the charisma is sucked out of the building. Yeah, Shane cuts a pay per view, and it's blah blah blah. Goddamn, blah blah blah. You know, he gets over because he says, "Goddamn." Um, and then we has Francine with him, and you know, Ohio classy as always. You get a show your tits chant. Love it. Which was a very '90s thing too, like. I'm sure that wouldn't happen in Dayton now at a show. Oh, no, absolutely really not, not. No, It was a really, there were, you would hear that at every wrestling show you went to. Every concert I went to, someone was chanting that at somebody. And usually yes. they would show their tits. It was a really yep. late 90s Especially thing. Especially when it was Joel kinda, Gertner's around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, then Joey makes a joke, a tits joke, and Francine makes him motorboater. Yes, after telling Joey that her tits cost six grand. Right, right, yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, well, did you get that in Mexico? <laughs> Where did you get your tits done for six grand? Ohio. Well, I mean, she was an ECW salary, so Mexico makes more sense. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, they probably weren't actually, probably didn't get them actually made that big. They probably were just swollen. They probably infected. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they were bags of silicone. It was bags of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No, in Mexico, they're going to sneak a bag of something into you. It's not going to be tequila. <laughs> yeah, Sonny had one later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where she got it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to the first scene and got high. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so then they go, into the, they go into the video package to introduce the show, which is cool, as always. You know, it has that awesome ECW uh, music. 
It's very, very uh, trend ECW. Like they kind of started that whole thing where Mm -hmm, it's just like mm -hmm. the cut angles and the crazy cameras. They're like the ECW, like that is their staple. They made that their look. Yeah, right. Heyman was really good about giving them a specific look. Totally. Besides it to look like shit. To the ECW logo stretching in every direction. Yes. Yeah, it looked like they shot a lot about 50 bucks, but they made it unique. Yeah, they made it cool. Mm -hmm. You're... The set piece is their broken bricks and uh, chain link fences with uh, with um, the sirens uh, going. I that's very ECW esque. That's or at least that's the first set piece that I identify them with. So it was just it's better than anything that. early '90s WCW did with their kindergarten staff. That's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Do that Halloween Havoc one was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Opening match. My apologies to the kindergartners. <laughs> Opening matchup is Just Incredible with Jason, Chastity, and Nicole Bass versus Jerry Lynn. This is the last of a summer series that they've been having with each other. Whoever wins this match wins the rivalry. Take that how you will. Yeah, Joey Styles actually said whoever wins wins the feud. And I was or like, wins the feud, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever heard a feud being addressed like that in wrestling in the first place. Right, I've heard of best of sevens. Best of seven, right, but he didn't call right. it that, so I don't know what it actually meant. Like, was it seven matches and it was the best of that? He didn't say, so I don't really know. I don't know what the count was on wins before this. It was just kind of odd. Like, he didn't give any real background on it. He just said that whoever wins this wins the feud. Yeah, that's it. It was summer series. All he said it was a summer series. Yeah, and it was like, okay, what these guys face each other at every single show during the summer, and this was the culmination of that. Like, kind of weird, but okay, ECW, whatever you say. Yeah, it was. It was really weird. Tie going into this, I would guess. Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, how would we know? Or I don't know. I guess we we can Google it. But if we find out, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a way to find out. I'm and, not going to do it. I'm and what, gonna... <laughs> what did Joey say about Nicole Bass? He said, we should call her Russia because she's bigger than China. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear him say that. I just heard him say, I don't know what she is. It, well, yes, there yeah. was plenty of that during this. Yeah. Plenty right. of that. Plenty because of again, like, it, yeah, like you said, Eddie, this is 1998. We're not in 2022 on this pay-per-view, right? So things were said, stuff was shown that you wouldn't get on a pay-per-view today. But mm-hmm. isn't it weird to think that this is 1998 that we're watching here? Which is, I guess we're almost 30 years away, right? We're at 24 years away from this thing. Yeah. When we started watching wrestling in 1985-86, 30 years ago from us would have been in the 50s, dude. Oh my God, I didn't think about that. Isn't that crazy to think about that this is almost 30 years old? And to like this to us when we started watching? So like, it's weird that when you start explaining this pay-per-view to people watching now, if it's fresh... That's yeah. kind of the angle that you're coming from. Is yeah, 30 right. years ago, this was awesome. That would be like somebody telling us in 85 or 86, hey, watch this match from the 50s. This is great. Right, you got to go watch, go back and watch this Buddy Rogers match. This early yeah. Buddy Rogers match. Exactly. Yeah, or, or Pat O'Connor or someone like that or Fez. Yes. Yeah, that's, I hadn't even thought about that. That's actually a really interesting perspective. Yeah, now I feel really fucking old. <laughs> Older, I should say. Speaking of Alzheimer's yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, wait, you're just making it worse on yourself. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it looks like Jerry Lynn is fucked, first of all, because he's up there by himself. Out so like yeah. It's like a four-on-one, and even, like, chastity looks kind of tough. Right, right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she looks like someone who can get in there and, 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 you know, do some damage to someone if she wanted to. Yeah, like throw a mean uh, low blow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, we get a good Justin asshole chant, which is one of the best chants of all time. <laughs> and then I notice in front of hard camera, I don't know if you're aware of these two people. It's this couple that are always in neon like windbreakers. There's a pink one. The dude I think is in pink and the chick is in like green or she's in like chartreuse. Um, but they're sitting in the front row with their backs to the hard camera. You used to see them at hell of WWE pay-per-views all the time. Okay. If I showed them to you, you'd be like, oh yeah, I've definitely seen them. Okay, so yeah, I missed them, which is weird if they were yeah. in neon, huh? Well, if they'd been on the opposite side of the ring, you wouldn't be able to miss them. But they're on, okay. they're on the same side as the hard camera. So gotcha. their backs are to it. So most of the time it's shooting over their heads. Okay. But you see them every once in a while if the camera goes wide enough. Um, so to get into the match, um, it's a lot of the quick two counts. Um, but, but mostly by Jerry. He's going for a quick win on this guy, which is really cool. I like it a lot. Um, he's working the referee over. He's making that dude earn his money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and these are also, let, like, let's preface this with, these are two of the best workers that ECW has. Yeah, I think Justin Predible's way underrated, too, because you never really hear him. Even today, people are like, oh, Jerry Lynn, one of the best ever. Right. But I think Justin Credible never really got the credit he deserved. That dude was great. Yeah. And the more, I always liked him, but the more of these ECW, uh, I think it was the last pay-per-view. I forget what match it was, but I think it was like my favorite match of the night. Yeah, he wrestled uh, Mikey Whipwreck, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and that was a great match. Like, it, it Yeah, you're right. Match. He's highly underrated. He can work, yeah. dude. Yeah, like people just don't really... It's like everybody forgot about him or something. I don't really totally. know why. Yeah. I guess he never really, he was never big in WWE or WCW, which exactly makes a big difference. You yes, know? it does. Yeah, he had his chance um, in WWE, kind of, but yeah, never really got over to the point where people remember his name. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin ends up clotheslining Jerry Lynn to the floor, and he kind of gets a break then because he's getting just like overwhelmed. He does a dive from the top rope, and he hits uh, Jerry, but he hurts his ribs at the same time. And that's when I realized Francine is on commentary. So that's how much she's adding to the show. Right. Right. We're five minutes into the match before I even heard her. Right. <laughs> um, Justin takes over. He puts Jerry in the corner. No one puts Jerry in the corner. Right. And Jason holds a chair in front of his face. And uh, Justin does a stink face to the chair, which is a pretty cool spot. So, And I think the referee saw that. I don't remember for sure, but I think the referee might have seen that. Yeah, it was ECW. They got away with shit. I know, shit. and it's so weird because they'll do the distract the referee shit, but then they'll just do something right in front of the referee. It's like, why are you distracting? It doesn't make any sense. Right. Really they went sense to like a power bomb onto the chair, then did a count. After doing the, after the two count, why is there a chair in here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, did you not see all that? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Justin tosses Jerry out of the ring. Chastity distracts the ref, and then, which is exactly what I'm saying. And then Jason and Nicole start fucking him up. And then Justin Credible hits him with a beer, which I found disgusting. How dare he? The waste of beer. Horrible. It's disgusting. I don't like it. And then Justin does a headlock. Whoa. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yet. A little excited. Though. I'm not good with the sound effects yet. I forget that they play one and go straight into the next one. <laughs> Well, look, Fred uh, wasn't Fred until many years later, so it's okay, dude. Continue to work on your craft. You're doing I know, great. I know, I know, yeah. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, at least I got them all about the same, same uh, volume. <laughs> that was a big one, because I used to have to adjust them in post. Uh, <laughs> let me see, where were we? Um, Justin wastes a beer. Yeah, Justin wastes a beer. We go back to a lot of the two counts, like at Steamboat Savage. And um, it, and again, like the psychology of it makes perfect sense. Like they really want this win. Like you should always really want the win, but they know each other so well. Like they both know what each other can do. So let's just try and sneak out a win. And then um, 
Jerry sets up the timekeeper's table, which was against the ring. And I don't remember seeing that on the other. Was the timekeeper's table always there? Uh, not that I can that, recall. I didn't think so. You mean could just be wrong, the table, right? Just the table. Yeah, and the timekeeper. Yeah. Like he was sitting against the ring the way they used to do like in the old days oh, in WWE. Maybe from the right. wide camera, I just could not see a timekeeper. But there was always a table set up there. If that right table was the used, apron? they put up a new table. Oh, okay, then hmm. I completely made that up. Just nobody would sit there, I guess, it, because no, I it, never saw anybody stationed there. It's probable yeah. because just so, so much shit going on. Yeah. Um, so Jerry goes for a pin, but he takes a chair from Jason, Jason, who then then Jerry Lynn gives him a Tiger Bomb. Um, Move of the night, Dallas, by the way. Every match had a what, Tiger Bomb, I think. I Yeah, right. I noticed that. Let, let's see. I don't know if I have them all written down, but yeah, we'll see if they all did. But yeah, there were a lot of them. Um Nicole Bass has a fireman's carry, and Jerry gets out and crotches her, and Joey uh, says, Justin hit her right in the nuts. Right in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> on Nicole Bass. Yeah, on Nicole Bass. Yeah, so. That's and he said, are. you can't tell me different. Yeah, he did say that, yeah. Again, 1998, folks. He's stern about right. that. Um, Chastity ends up kicking Justin to the dick, and then she takes a... Um, then takes a pile she, driver. Yeah, got a tombstone. A, a tombstone, yeah. And um, it kind of gets crazy. The end of the match, it just gets out of control. And um, it ultimately ends up with Jerry Lynn taking a tombstone off the top rope. Which was kind of cool, actually, because he was going up to give Justin a top rope move. Because mm-hmm. Justin Credible was kind of sitting on the top turnbuckle. And when Je- right. <coughs> excuse me, when Jerry Lynn went up, Justin crotch-shotted him, gave him a low blow, and right. then hit him with, that's incredible. Yeah. I guess it was off the second rope, right? Or was it the top? Oh, rope? Yeah, it was the second rope. You're right. Second rope. Yeah. But still look really fucking tr- great, though. You really got to trust a motherfucker to let him do that move to you. 100%. And like you I said, mean, these guys had wrestled each other so much yeah. that I think you kind of developed that trust after so many matches together. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you do have to trust someone, but I think that was established because they had wrestled each other so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think any time you get turned up, I mean, you got to have a lot of trust anyway in the first place, but especially if you get turned upside down and dropped on your head. Which we'll kind of get into to... in the next match as well. You're going to see a lot of trust in that match too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, who was better than Owen Hart, but he dropped Stone Cold on his head and, you know, nearly killed him. It shit happens, so, dude. I mean, what, what do they say? It's not ballet, right? Right, yeah, and I mean, like, if that move went wrong, how do you survive that? You exactly, know. dude. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah. That could be the that could be the biggest fucking botch of all time. Oh, big time. They, yeah, they pulled it off perfectly and it looked great. Yeah, it really did. It really did. It was very clean. Also, yep. story, storytelling wise, just saying. All right, I think he's shaking his legs. That's good news for him. Unfortunately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bad news that everybody else is okay. Meaning, yeah. Shit, and I will give it up to Shane Douglas to your point. I will give it up to Shane Douglas to your point, Adam, is that he really sold the injuries. Like, wow, like Jerry Lynn's not moving. Like, he was really selling it like it was a big deal, that finishing move. I give him a lot of shit, but he's not as bad as I make him out to be. You know no, of I mean? course he's not. He's just, just a punching general, bag for us. Yeah, in general, he just kind of annoyed me, but he's, yeah, he was pretty good on this show, actually. Yeah, he was all right, dude. He was all right. Yeah. Ne- and that's that for that match. Next match is Lance Storm versus Chris Candido with Tammy Lynn Sitch. Um, I guess Lance Storm's music was Highway to Hell. I don't know what his music was. Or was it Candido? I didn't you know I wrote down, I guess it was Candido, Candido Highway to Hell. One, it was, yeah, an instrumental. Because it's that, like you know, that. they do that, you know, they do that fake music, but it's obvious what song it's supposed to be. Like Dreamer, Man in the Box. 
man in the box, which right. I have in my notes later. I'm surprised they don't get sued for that now because it sounds close enough. It's so like almost spot on, dude. <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh yeah, this is like got- a lounge version of man in the box. Right, bands have gotten sued for being too similar to something else. Like, right, um, right. When what the fuck's his name, Alan Thicke's kid, did that song, and he got sued by like Robin Marvin Gaye or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Robin Thicke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blurred lines, blurred lines. Yes. Yeah, I like word crimes better. It's way better. Yeah, but it's way better. Yeah, way wittier. But um, yeah, he got sued. I mean, that's happened before. So like, this is man of the box, especially is so similar. Like it is. How does Alice in Chains? Someone should play that for Alice in Chains. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they're not aware of it. Yeah, if we ever put on an ECW pay-per-view and that song's gone, you'll know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so it's Storm versus Candida with Sonny. Um, I took a short break when Sonny came out. Okay, so one of two things happened. You either had to piss because you were drinking while you were watching it, or you saw Sonny and you're like, wait, Sonny made a porn. Time to take a break. I wasn't drinking. I see. Let's leave it at I that. See. Okay, well... Samesies. <laughs> um, Candida's wearing Rick Steiner's headgear because he had an ear injury, right? So Supposedly, uh, they, it was torn off by RVD. Yes. Yeah. And surgically repaired. During a rolling thunder, I guess he. they said he ripped Candido's ear off. Do you know if that was for real? I have no idea, dude. I have not. I okay. can't see him going into a match with a ripped up ear after right after plastic surgery without right. wearing some sort of headgear. Yeah. So I I don't know, dude, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I forgot about that completely. I've never heard yeah. about it. I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember either. So maybe it wasn't real. I don't I really don't know. I know you can rip an ear off because that's what fucking it happened to Foley. Uh, it happened to Foley. That was with the um rope when he did the hangman spot. Yes. And yep. Kowalski ripped a guy's ear off with a knee drop. Oh um, fuck. Ugh. That's when they started calling him killer. They said you're you ripped the guy's ear off, you're a killer, and he named himself Killer Kowalski. Ah, you could rip other things off to be called a killer. You can heal true, from yeah. an ear, yeah. I don't know what his name was before that. It was like Joe Kowalski or something. Like fucking Hawk Who pulled somebody's eyeball out, dude. Like Oof. he should have been called killer. Yeah, right. <laughs> that deserves the killer moniker. Yeah. Didn't he eat it? Didn't someone pull an eye out and swallow it? I don't was know. that Hawk Who or was that I think else? you're thinking Indiana Jones, dude, like some shit that happened in Indiana Jones movie. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. There have been several wrestlers who pulled out eyes. Watch Tales from the Territory. It seemed like every episode someone was pulling out an eye. I think Jerry Jarrett took a guy's eye out. God damn. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a insane. thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like Krav Maga. You know, you just like maim a guy. Yeah. Nowadays, somebody will just beat you in fucking Call of Duty or something. Yeah, right. Back then, they'd rip your fucking eye out. <laughs> when men were men. This has <laughs> become a very interesting sub-episode within an episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> the good old days, <laughs> right? Limbs yeah, have right. Been removed. <laughs> that actually that'd be a good uh that'd be a good episode like real shoot fights that wrestlers have gotten into <laughs> yes i'll put that on the be. list because there are a lot there are a lot of good ones that's gnarly um, like fucking arn and sid stabbing each other with scissors yeah when yeah. men were men <laughs> <laughs> so the deal with Sonny was banging them both right or we were supposed to think we, that we anyway. were supposed to think that and then joey styles made a big deal out of Sonny wearing a red dress lance storm's mm-hmm. attire in the ring was red there's no coincidences in this business Right, right. She's dressed like Storm and Candido's dressed like Rick Steiner. Yes, exactly, yeah. which was very, very strange. Yeah. Um, Shane says Candido wants Lance Storm's ass. Hmm. Which I should have isolated and played it because that was great. <laughs> um, it's a pretty basic start to the match. Shoulder block, drop down, leapfrog. Um, and then Candido takes a spinning heel kick. They start trading chops and... Um, 
it's kind of cool. I like the story they're telling because they want to have a great wrestling match, but they hate each other, so they're not. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they kind of start out doing your classic stuff, um, but then they're like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna hit this guy a bunch of times." Because there's this heat between them. For the record, these guys were supposed to face each other on the very first ECW pay-per-view, right? I think so. Because it ended up being Storm and RVD. But Candido came out and did a promo before the match. And Storm was in the ring. So it's kind of cool. Here we are visiting 1997 all over again. Like this Mm -hmm. was supposed to be one of the first matches on that pay-per-view. Yeah, and this is like the fifth pay-per-view or something. Fifth or sixth pay-per-view. Yeah, and I think the last show that we reviewed for ECW, these guys wrestled each other too. They was were it? in a match together, but it might have been a tag match. Oh, you're right. It was a tag. Was yes, Russell. I'm sorry. Yeah, because they were right. the tag champs, you know, and they, but they hated each other. ECW loves to play the tag champs that hate each other gimmick, right? Do they? Who else do they do that with? Uh, you're going to see it again in tonight. the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. They kind of went through um, the well too many times, in my opinion. Right, right. Um, Storm, sh- Storm gets shot into the ropes and Sonny trips him. He chases her around, and when he gets back and he clotheslines Candido, which is a little out of the ordinary. Usually the guy doing the chasing gets hit. Um, but then he takes a running powerbomb, which there you go. There's your tiger. Tiger bomb. Dr- tiger bomb. Um, no. Then they do a delayed soup. <laughs> I'll do a sip of Dodogonizer. See, and damn it, I'm out of beer. I should have gotten a backup beer like you did, Eddie, before we started recording. Like, I'm empty. Do you want to go Do you want to go grab one? No, that's unprofessional. Text Peyton and tell her to bring you one. Everybody's gone right now. Ah, oh, shit. Door yeah. Dash. Okay, well, we'll make this a short episode. <laughs> we don't have to. I'm just saying. Um, I'm out of beer, and this sucks. That's an emergency. They do a delayed um, suplex, <laughs> and I hate that. I that should have been on my fakest moves episode. The suplex. Where you hold the dude upside down for like the delayed suplex, where you hold the dude oh, upside the down delayed. for 20 seconds. Yes, and you can see the dude putting his hand on your leg or your hip to balance himself. It's yeah, just but dumb. I loved it every time Davy Boy Smith did it. Well, you know, I loved it when he did it because I was like 13 and wasn't thinking about it. Right. Right. You know. Yes. Yes. Um, really not the blood I'd rush like to the to, head to make it, even though it's not, you're not hitting the guy as hard? Well, no, the psychology of it makes sense. And they always, the, a good oh. announcer will explain that. You let the blood rush to his head, blah, blah, blah. Make him think about it. Just, yeah. But I'm saying it just is a fake looking move. Yes. Like it, the guy on top obviously has to hold himself upside down. Right. You know, you can't pick a person up up. and hold him upside down like that. Right. Like those, that media, the knee drop thing that Sasha Banks would always do where she had to prop them up in the corner. Right. And they had to to hold themselves in place while she said, it's like that. I I agree. I hate that kind of shit. Or you're not defenseless. You could do something. Makes sense. Yeah. Or when everybody's on the outside of the ring, waiting for the person to do something from the top rope, it's that kind of shit where you can clearly see the setup. But again, when you're 13 years old, that shit looks great. Right, right. Yep, yeah. totally understand. Um, Candido does a Randy Orton power slam, and when you see him do it, you realize how good Orton is. Because <laughs> it didn't look anywhere near as fucking good as Orton's. Yes. And Storm was the guy taking it, who's as good as anybody ever. Right. But I was just like, wow, that was pretty good, but Orton's is way better. Orton is one of the goats, dude. Yeah. Um, they're outside on the apron. Storm suplexes Candido to the floor, and it looks gnarly. Oh, dude, lands, yes, yes. Yeah, he lands right on his ass, and Joey calls it a sickening thud. Yeah. And then I thought, can they come up with another word for when that happens? Because JR said that 30 years ago, and everyone ever, I hear that on AEW. I just heard Graves call something a sickening thud on Raw this week. It's just like, it was sort of Jim Ross's, not catchphrase, but one of his little things. It was a JRism. And everybody's ripped it off ever since. Well, I don't see anything wrong with that. You're kind of acknowledging the greatest of all time announcer. I guess. I guess. It just sounds unoriginal when they do it. Well, what would you recommend? I don't know. 
I don't. I'm, I'm not a, a brutal cr- crash. Let's move on. Eddie's not a wordsmith tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have no suggestions. <laughs> It'll come to him later. You put me on the spot, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't present us with problems. Present us with solutions. Come on, nine percent beer. <laughs> um, let's see. Where are we? Sickening um, thud. <laughs> sickening thud. And then they end up in the crowd. Storm does a baseball slide and shoots uh, Candido into the crowd. And then he does a springboard plancha. And uh, Sonny is screaming. And it's, well, best part of the match is hearing Sonny scream. Right. Then I had to take another break. And took another break. <laughs> 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 Um, Storm goes for a moonsault and Sonny rubs his uh, rubs his ass like she rubs his ass he's got his you know he's back to the ring she's inside she rubs his ass for a second and uh, then crotches him why she rubs his ass first is anybody's guess because she could just go straight to the crotching part and I had just taken a break so I couldn't take another break when that happened right right (laughs) exactly I'm trying not trying to shoot knee cartilage out at this point so yeah you're almost 50 you can yeah you need to get through another couple couple matches right 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 it becomes powdered milk at that point (laughs) um then Candino rolls Finnegan up who's yelling at or what did he do yeah he's got he's blind because Sonny brought brought in uh, powder that's right yeah Uh, quote unquote powder yeah, right. Yeah. Which Sonny normally the- on an ECW show, I'm like, yes, that's baby powder because of ECW's budget. But let's mm-hmm. all remember, Sonny had that WWF money. So who knows what it was? That was Coke, dude. <laughs> that was Coke. <laughs> Look, C- Candido got it thrown into his face because Storm slapped his hand up. Candido got it in his face, starts punching the refs, schoolboy, schoolboying him. He started going crazy. He's all Sonny's fucking hopped wa- up. She's not wasting that. <laughs> The only way that's what it was is if she reached into the wrong pocket. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not saying she couldn't accidentally do that, but <laughs> she's not doing that on purpose. Um, so we get to the finish, and it's that infamous storm powerbomb from the top rope that everyone's seen a thousand times. Yes. Um, smacked his head. He said it was the hardest he's ever hit his head, but as far as he knows, he didn't get a concussion. Dude, you but could he- see it. Like, his head bounced when it, when Candido hit that blonde bombshell. Lance Storm yeah. bounced, dude. I I'm can't. Surprised get, I'm surprised he didn't get whiplash. No, that's a great point. That's a great point because he landed kind. Of, I don't want to say he landed awkwardly, like it was nothing Candido did wrong, but just that move sucks to take. I don't know how you. Yeah, it's just kind of like the Razor's Edge. I used to think the same thing. Like, how do you not hit your head? Well, exactly, yeah. but at least Razor's Edge is from the apron. You know, mm-hmm. he's standing, but this one's from the top fucking rope, dude. Like, I don't know. I. That's one of those moves, like, I don't want to see anything banned, but maybe that's one to put on the list. I'm glad we don't see much of it anymore because that looked fucking brutal for Storm to take. It was bad. I think the only way you could protect yourself is if you put your hand behind your head. Yeah, but then that looks like shit and the crowd's going to call you out for it. It was like putting your hands up on a a chair shot in the 90s, right? People called you a fucking pussy. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll get to that that later in the show, too. Yeah, yeah, that shit wouldn't fly at ECW in 98. Oh, fuck no, dude. You'd be booed out of the building because remember Storm... Going back to that first ECW pay-per-view in the match mm-hmm. with RVD, he's hitting him with chair shots, and the crowd's practically fucking calling Storm a pussy. Yeah, because they were like weak-ass chair shots. Yes, he's trying not to kill RVD, and the crowd's calling him out for it. It's like, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you guys? Right, yeah, this is Philly. We want to see a murder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they even come here? Well, <laughs> I want my money back, goddammit. 
<laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> um, so after that in my notes, I wrote, we're off to a great start because so far this is a really good show. And I expected this one to be a good show when I looked at the lineup. And uh, so far I'm not disappointed. So I feel that, you know, we've done a lot of pay-per-view reviews. And of course it's very drunk like that almost three years into, well, actually we're at three years, right? We're shade yeah, over three years. We're a little, we're a little uh, yeah, we're in season four, so we're a little into we're a little more than three years. Last November was three years. I feel like we should start rating these pay per views, like on a beer scale of one to five. Like how many beers oh, okay. do you how many beers do you give this mat or this this overall pay per view? What a great no. idea that would have been fifty pay per views ago. No, right? No, exactly. Right. Six because six packs. Oh, th- there look you go. at Adam coming in with the suggestions. I love it. Yes. Okay. So, and we can go decimal points, right? It doesn't have to be a full beer. But I'm saying at right. the close of this show, Adam, if you can remember, because I'll probably forget, let's give it a rating out of six. Done. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, okay. So, we got New Jack in the parking lot. And uh, some dude out there looks like Crush. And then the Dudley show up in a busted-ass <laughs> car. Axel and Balls Maroon show colored. up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. New Jack is bleeding, and I, I don't know. Then they go back to the crowd. They're chanting something. I assume it's about Francine's tits. It's just like a little bit of chaos for a minute in between matches. Also, they could write off the death match later, or the weapons the match. Weapons match. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's what they set up there, right? Because they were supposed to have that match, and it's like now we're not because New Jack's bleeding, and we can't have that. Yeah. New Jack has never bled before, folks. Yeah. So that match is off. Yeah. You think they and fucking then, ran him over with a car calling off that match, dude? Right. <laughs> ECW is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Speaking um, of ridiculous, then we get into the match that. Um, <laughs> yes. The next match I totally forgot was on this show, and I was so excited when it started. Yep. Same. Well, f- well. Mm-hmm. First off, uh, this show whistles with uh, RVD and Sabu. They're they don't appear to be on the same page. Uh, yeah, I, I, the overall tone of that interview segment too, like they weren't even trying to pronounce their Japanese opponents' names. Like RVD was sneezing their names or like fake yeah. sneezing their names to try to pronounce it. Fonzie didn't know who the fuck they were wrestling. He's just They're like just those Japanese guys. Losers. They never heard of Hayabusa. <laughs> yeah. Losers. They don't know who Hakushi and Hayabusa are. Um, it was pretty ridiculous, but it was just further promoting the tension between Sabu and RVD. That was the whole point of this thing, in addition to being very insulting to their opponents. And this was also the first time I've noticed even, or it's probably happened, the camera person is always stepping in and stepping out. It's not just an unstable Uh, camera, like... It's like like a WWE camera when someone throws punches. Yes. Yeah, they probably also had very limited space in like the locker room wherever they were changing or doing these interviews it didn't look like a very big room so it was probably cramped quarters probably they're probably yeah, moving probably right. around a lot i don't know yeah it's probably an old building yeah exactly yeah i could understand yeah. a five-year-old trying to operate a camera but like that's a bit tolerable than <laughs> like in well, i don't know why you're assuming it's not a five-year-old adam oh that's true that's true you know what I mean? It could have been like Dreamer's kid that fucking Paul got for, you know, <laughs> paid, him, paid him in fucking candy. Gave him a hot so dog. that's how they got the Yeah, crew. right. 
Yeah, I mean, Paul Hammond's as fucking carny as anyone who ever lived. Yeah, knowing Paul, he still owes that kid that hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that kid probably still has a financial hold at college. He can't get his diploma because of fucking Paul Heyman. Fucking Paul Heyman. <laughs> the next match is... Uh, it's Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Business is about to fucking pick up. Yes, it is. Everything that these yes, two gentlemen is. have introduced me about uh, Awesome and Tanaka, I know I'm in for a treat. Holy shit, it delivered. If anybody has ever lived up to their moniker, it's, it's Mike, Mike awesome. awesome. Yeah, it Fuck is Mike. Yeah. Everything he did in this match proved why his name was Mike fucking Awesome. Yeah, he was awesome. He really was, dude. He really was yeah. from his hair to his moves to his fucking build. The fact that he was foot six seven. This motherfucker. Oh my gosh, dude. So good. Yeah, yeah. So good. Um, he comes out to his original song, but it sounds sped up for some reason. Like they still use that song because it was an original. Yes. It just sounds off. I don't know what was going on. It like, was off, it yeah. A, yeah, like they put the record on the wrong speed, you know? Like, like the chipmunks like, were singing like, it. Yeah, it just sounded kind of weird. And then Tanaka comes out to like a Dick Dale song or some shit. Yeah, I don't know or what like that a was. WWE, like a WWE version of a Dick Dale song. It was really odd. <laughs> um, and the first thing I noticed, this is 98. Um, uh, what's it called? The one we did the watch along was 2005. They look way younger in 98 than they did in 2005. Like they look like they had a rough few fucking years. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mike Awesome especially looked mm -hmm. way younger in this match. And yeah. uh, Tanaka, kind of the same, I'd right? The same. But I, just I so could yeah, tell maybe, with, maybe, with Awesome, though. Some noticeable Maybe it was scars. just Awesome, but definitely Awesome looked like an old, like not an old man. He just looked, he didn't look like that was seven years later. Uh, right, right. That was well-traveled road, dude. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, They go right at each other. Awesome hits a reverse elbow from the second rope, like right away. Awesome yells, motherfucker. <laughs> yes. And, and it's, I don't even know why he yells that. I don't even know um, why they bleeped it out because they had said fucking earlier. Right, right, yeah. Um, I guess that's just different if you put mother in, in front of it. <laughs> right, right. Um, that's completely unacceptable. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Then he hits a badass uh, overhead belly to belly. Oh, yeah. Tanaka goes outside. Awesome does a suicide dive. And this is two minutes into the match. Maybe right. not even quite two minutes into the match. So already right. it's crazy. Right. Mike Awesome almost killed himself two minutes into the match. Yeah. Um, awesome hits a release German suplex and Tanaka no-sells it. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which he did in the other match too. Yep. Um, awesome charges him and he ends up taking a power bomb and uh, Tanaka's in control and he gets a chair. He runs the entire ramp. So we haven't explained the ramp yet. The ramp at this show is one of those ones that goes to the apron. So you don't, you don't go down a ramp and then up the stairs to get into the ring. You walk right to the ring apron. Yes. And, and according Tanaka, to styles, it's about 75 feet. <clears throat> It probably was about that. It might have been a little. That might have been a little bit of an exaggeration, but it was. A, he had a more or less. I mean, how much of a running it, at fifteen feet? It, I don't think it matters how much more of a running start you get. You know, it was enough of a run that if Ultimate Warrior did it, he would have been blown up by the time he hit the ring. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah, he would have stole it more than Awesome did. Exactly. Um, then we get a dueling chair spot. It's like a sword fight, not that kind of sword fight, but you know, <laughs> and um. Awesome ends up backdropping. They're in the ring, out of the ring. It's the match is just chaos. Awesome back backdrops to Naka over the barricade like a 2005, and then Awesome hits a springboard splash of the crowd. It was insane, I and I chanted, "Holy shit!" It was insane. So let's paint the picture. So they're on the outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. Awesome 
Backdrops Tanaka over the barricade. So now Tanaka's in the crowd. Awesome pulled the guardrail a little bit forward to the ring so he had some clearance. Got in the ring, went from a standing position, jumped to the top rope inside the ring to the outside into the crowd and perfectly landed on Tanaka. Yeah. How much? And, he fu- like, and he's six foot seven, yeah, 300 he was like pounds. Yeah, he was a huge fucking guy. And they build him at 290 in this one, and Shane said 300. Okay. Yeah, I totally believe that. Yeah. And he looked every bit of it. I mean, this dude was fucking put together. But then he starts doing all these moves in the ring, and you're like, holy shit, was he awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, Um, living up to that name, man. He was so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Back in the ring, Awesome goes for an awesome bomb. Tanaka reverses it, and then they do like the back and forth thing. Tanaka ends up powerbombing Awesome through a table, and he lands right on his fucking head. Right on his head. It was the, so the, was it on the apron? Were they on the apron? He did it to the floor, right? But, uh, he, he was on the, the uh, inside of the ring. Tanaka was inside okay, he the did ring. Over the ropes. Yeah, he did the the drop over the top rope, and Awesome went through the table, but his head bashed off the concrete. Yeah, it was bad, dude. It the looked same bad. Thing that, same thing that Awesome did to him in two thousand five. Right. Right. Is this, the, yeah. is this the one Awesome bomb into Alabama Slam and then Frog Splash where? He's where Tanaka still kicks out. Yes. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They get they get back in and Mike Awesome kicks out of a rolling elbow and Joey Styles can't believe that he kicked out of that. <laughs> yeah. The roaring elbow in 1998. It was yeah, kicked all out. This, <laughs> all the shit that he kicked out of it is the rolling elbow that has uh, Joey Styles unfuddled. <laughs> Which Jericho yeah. uses today. It's called the Judas Effect. The Judas Effect, yeah. Yeah. It's a cool move, but I mean, it's not powerbombing a guy through a table onto his head. And honestly, like, if you've heard the fables of David versus Goliath, that is very much this match because Tanaka's mm-hmm. maybe, I would say he's under six foot, right? Like 5'10, maybe? 5'11? Maybe, maybe a little. He's not short, even, but maybe. maybe a little. Yeah. But I mean, compared to foot six, seven, Mike Awesome, like, it's very much a David and Goliath with, with <laughs> it made these matches a lot of fun. Right. Just totally. a lot of fun to watch. And Tanaka was like a piece of shoe leather, man. You could just beat the fuck out of him, and he kept getting up. Yeah, yeah, totally. For, yeah. Took four unprotected chair shots during this match, by the way, one of which was off the top rope. Yeah, I forgot. I, you know, I, I skipped over that. I had that in my notes, the top rope one, which was insane. Oh, it's just fucking goofy town, dude. Like, of course, looking now in 2022, you're <laughs> like, like, Jesus, like, why would they do that? But again, this was 1998. It was a whole different environment. Let's not forget that around 99 is when Rock hit Ken Shamrock with that wicked unprotected chair shot across the face. That he right? So he said, I dare you. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. Clean. Yeah. And was it Bulldog did the one to Foley not long before this? Yeah. Where he, yeah. Sw- he swung it like a baseball bat? So it was very much part of wrestling at this point to be yeah. delivering those shots and taking them. So it wasn't well, completely uncommon in this. The 98 Rumble was when uh, Rock handcuffed Foley and hit him like 16 or 17 times with the chair. Oh, okay. Wait, was that 98? or 90? That wasn't 98, dude. We were at the 98 Oh, no, Rumble. I'm sorry. You're right. It was 99. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. 99, which is only a few months after this pay-per-view. Yeah, it'd be six months later or so. Yeah. yeah, so it was very much a part of wrestling at this point to do those. So if you ever go back and watch this, don't think, oh my God, what the fuck are they doing? It was just, it wasn't recognized as something super dangerous yet. Right, they're just like, oh, you might have a headache for a couple of days and forget where you live. Yeah, take a couple. No big deal. Yeah, take a well, couple of aspirin. Pussy. Yeah, don't be a yeah. puss, yeah. 
Yeah, right. Someone will take you home. I think. Yeah, but now we know, of course, after the whole Benoit thing, of course, these things were very fucking dangerous. I think even so, around it, this time when I'm watching football, I could tell that the quarterback gets sacked and they look like they're walking spaghetti. You know? Okay. Yes. May, okay. Maybe shots to the head are not the best thing that should be happening. Which is why they have like the whole concussion protocol now, right? You know the signs to look for, but it just sucks. Again, that it this took is these to recognize that that was needed. A hundred percent, Adam. That's took, exactly right. It took Benoit killing everyone. It, it pretty much, yes. Before yeah. they're like, oh shit, maybe we have something here that we need to look at. Right, and it wasn't too much longer after that. I want to say it was early 2008 is when they said no more weapon shots to the head in WWE. Correct, yes. So like a year and a half or so, but I think they toned it down anyway before officially banning it. Which you're talking 10 years after this is when they were finally like, oh shit, we have a problem. So the guys right. that were in the business at this time, that's just something that they had to take. Mm-hmm. Unless you were Undertaker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He was like, fuck that. Yeah, right. I'm going to give him, but I ain't taking him. Yeah. Uh, so for the finish of the match, Tanaka eventually ends up hitting a uh, tornado DDT off the middle rope. Yep, on some chairs. And I thought if there was one, if I had one criticism of this whole match, it would have been they should have finished with the table spot. Yes. Because, I mean, that's obviously way worse than taking a DDT from the second rope. Right. But... That's a really tiny little criticism. Yeah, it's a nitpick. And I was actually shocked Tanaka won because before the match started, I was like, dude, did Tanaka ever win one of these fucking matches? And then here mm -hmm. you go. He he got to win this one. I was like, okay, cool. So it wasn't a completely lopsided affair between these guys. They did trade wins, but fuck, what a match, dude. Yeah, it was great. What a I match. And what a showcase for both guys. But really, what a showcase for what Mike Awesome could do in the ring. In his prime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Next is a Taz segment. He says that the FTW championship is more prestigious than Austin, Goldberg, and Mike Tyson's titles. Bullshit. <laughs> My made-up title is way more prestigious. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Zack Ryder had the internet championship. <laughs> it's nothing. You know what I mean? It's Taz's full shit. Yeah, Taz had somebody make him a fucking belt and put three letters on it. Oh, look at my world title. Yeah, he was that guy walking around an arena with a title before all those guys walking around arenas with titles. That was Taz did it first. Yeah, I love Taz, but give me a fucking break. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm five foot six. Look at my belt. Shane Douglas is pissed. He says that ECW title is real. And then Joey Styles, it's a displeasure to show a Dudley segment. Bubba is wearing a fucking confederate bandana yeah uh -huh. what's Bubba doing do you know what the deal was here because he's talking with a southern accent too and it's not very good it's still fairly new york um but he's doing like a southern accent and he's wearing a confederate flag bandana what was he up to i dude i really don't know but okay but just I, wa I wasn't full little, on skipping ahead a little bit gertner says that he's from the metropolitan section of dudleyville not really mixing well with a confederate flag yeah, I'm well, not sure what the Dudley's angle was at this point. Like, what was well, going on? We don't know where Dudleyville just is. Just literally anything <laughs> to be in, to be a heel villainous asshole. I think they just uh, did that. They just yeah, whatever they could lean into to make the crowd hate them. You're right. Yeah, I guess I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the situation is in Dayton. <laughs> Whatever I mean, it was, they the fucking Mason hated the Dudleys, though. Yeah, yeah it's above the Mason Dixon line, but I've seen Confederate flags in the North too, so I don't know. True. Yeah. I saw a few in Pennsylvania, which was kind of oh okay. Oh, that's fine. But um, weird. yeah. So I don't know what I don't know what Bubba was up to. 
But uh, EC Dub. EC Dub. His, his <laughs> very early signs of being Bully Ray. The next match is for the ECW Championship. Hayabusha and Jinsei Shinzaki versus Rob Van Dam. He is also the television champion. And Sabu, together they are the ECW Tag Team Champions with Bill Alfonso. Uh, Eddie said that, or about uh, skipping this match, uh, I watched this match muted because fuck Bill Alfonso. Maybe that's what I need to do. Yeah, mute it, dude. I wish you could just mute the whistle. Right. Can I just take a portion of the audio and just remove that bit? Yeah. That would be great because then you wouldn't have to hear that fucking whistle the whole match. So I watched the first few minutes because I haven't seen a lot of Hayabusa. Okay. So I wanted to check him out. I've seen clips. I don't know if I've ever seen a full match of him. R.I.P. Hayabusa. Yeah. Um, I got like three minutes into the match and I said, fuck this. Turned it off. I just couldn't. As soon as Fonzie got involved, that was it for me. I bailed. Okay, so dude, it did get better, and I wanted to make sure I pointed that out in the notes. And for the sake Those of argument here, good. we're gonna call Hayabusa's uh, partner Hakushi. Hakushi. Yes, because Adam, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Hakushi's work in the WWF, As... but he was in WWF in around like '94, '95. Okay, yeah, not aware. Yeah. So okay, yeah. yeah, he was the one with the tattoos all over him, not wearing the mask. Got it. Okay. Got it. So yeah, for the sake of argument, let's call him Hakushi in this one. Uh, They started off the match as a traditional tag, but when they broke it down to a Texas Tornado, Eddie, is when it got way better. Okay. And I would actually recommend going back and watching this because Hayabusa did get a lot of spots in, as did Hakushi. Uh, I thought it was good once it broke down to a Texas... I've always been a huge fan of Texas Tornado Rules tag team matches. That's always been my favorite, which ECW was famous for those. And they started this one off as a traditional... But it it went into a Texas tornado, and that's where it really fucking picked up, and it got really good, dude. And to the point where you almost didn't notice Fonzie in the match anymore. It was I okay, thought it was I'll a go, really solid match. All right, maybe maybe I'll go back and watch it, and then I'll regret not having watched it, so I could weigh in tonight. Just, it, yes, just listen to Misfits in the background. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, or do it like Adam did, put it on mute. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good show of what Hayabusa did. And R.I.P. Hey, but I'm not going to claim to be a big fan of his, but R.I.P. had a horrific injury in the ring. So it fucking sad, dude. Yeah, yeah so fucking sad. And that did his career in, and then he passed away uh, probably five or six years ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, if, if you want to see what he did in the ring, this is definitely a match to watch because all guys in this match are stars. Not a big Sabu guy, but this was definitely a solid tag team match. And again, I'm a big fan of Texas Tornado matches and this definitely fit the bill. Lots of table spots involved uh, to kind of get to the finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabu and RVD did stereo splashes through a table on both guys. Okay. And then RVD went to pin Hakushi Sabu threw him off and took the pin. So, again, more tension between the tag team champions, but a great showing for Hayabusa and Hakushi. All right, you convinced me. Yeah, go watch it, dude. I'll go back and watch it. I also just so annoyed by Bill Alfonso. They just announced him <laughs> as one of the upcoming guests for WrestleCon. The only, like, that is a big blow to my enthusiasm to actually go there. Are you- are you going to WrestleCon? I'm con- considering it because I really want to meet Britt Baker. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just in a moral dilemma right now because I really want to meet Britt Baker, but if fucking Bill Alfonso is there ruining that moment for me, then I don't know what to do and what kind of wrestling fan that will make me. 
<laughs> it was always when Thank they you had for those weighing those it, monologue Adam. moments at the end of those TGIF episodes. It wasn't something that was like the theme. It was something moral sounding. So I don't know if you want to play with that bit that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You okay over there, Scott? You, oh my I god, I almost died. I was gonna come up. He was dying over there. <laughs> I forgot about the music, and then as soon as he started playing, it fucking hit me again. Oh my god, that may never get old, dude. That may never oh, get old. Oh, absolutely won't get old. Oh man, it's good every time. All right, met our quota for this episode. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. All right. Uh, Paul Heyman narrates the package showing Taz and Bam Bam's rivalry, and pretty much how. The FTW's title was created as a result of being able to tap out Shane Douglas. Just, and so it's just the verbal claim that he's better. Therefore, he made a belt. The title, yeah. And they're showing Shane. They're showing highlights of Shane and matches with his broken arm, doing everything with that arm. Correct. Yes, he's like throwing punches with his broken arm, shopping with his broken arm. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 His broken arm. Yep. Yeah. And then the next match is an ECW death match. Falls count anywhere. Bam Bam Bigelow versus Taz, the unrecognized FTW champion. And I'm super excited because Bigelow, in my opinion, I've got a one and one A on the best big men of all time. For me, it's Vader and Bigelow. Yeah. So I'm super excited when this match comes on because I'm a huge Bigelow mark. And... Adam talked about WrestleCon. Bigelow passing away is one for me that if I could have a few people back, Bigelow would be one of them just so I could go tell him that. And then see what... He died a long time ago. No, he did. That was, I think it was 07, 08, somewhere in there. Yeah, that was, well, was that before there was WrestleCon? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I I don't even know if there was rest. There might've been Wrestle Reunion at that point, but there was no WrestleCon yet. But okay. I wish that some of these guys were still around just so you could go meet them and kind of tell them these things and see what they thought. Like, if I asked Bigelow, like, where do you think you rank in the best big men of all time? You know, I wonder where he would put himself. But in my book, Bigelow is number one, dude. He was yeah. just He's so incredible. fucking great in the ring. He is absolutely incredible. Yeah, he was awesome. Yep. Um, immediate these power guys star- bomb and oh. Bam Bam gives an immediate power bomb. Taz gets up and immediately flips him off. A no fucking sell on a power, dude. I almost turned this match off. <laughs> I was so pissed. I almost—if this wasn't a Bigelow match, like if this was Shane Douglas and Taz, and that shit fucking happened, I would have turned the match off and let you guys finish this show. The like, only reason that's no. the only reason that's not totally unacceptable to me is it's the very beginning of the match, and Taz is fresh. He didn't even sell it a little. Like, okay, maybe stumble a little bit to be like, oh fuck, that was Shake a power bomb yeah, from Bam Bam fucking Bigelow. Yeah, get up and walk it off a little bit. Yeah, dude, no, he I mean, fucking he, got he was right like, up. He was like Hawk with the fucking um power. Drug. Yes. Okay. So yes, that is another one where I'm a huge LOD fan, Road Warriors fan. Even that one still gets me today, dude. Like Jerry Lawler hit you with a pile driver, you bounce right the fuck up. Like yeah. Uh, but to yeah. see fucking Taz do it, who's like what five foot six. Right. To, against Bigelow to pop right up and oh uh-uh. I, dude I was fucking hot I'm like I'm turning this shit off this is crap <laughs> <laughs> but it's a Bigelow match so I'll keep watching yeah um, then um, Taz hits a Samoan drop right after that yeah 
and then they go straight to the ramp. So it's actually, this is a cool match, but it's not much of a match because now we get 10, 12 minutes of them fighting in the crowd. In the crowd, which I almost turned off again because we had shaky cam. You get the shaky cam. There's no light. Like you'd think like it's they awful. would make sure there's, you'd think they would at least have the sense to be like, is there a spotlight here? Like, I right. know you're not going to go get a spotlight, but is there a spotlight? Put a little bit of thought into doing this first because yeah. it was really hard to see at times. Shaky well, there camera. was a spotlight it, used for the last match, but didn't get utilized effectively for this one, I guess. You mean a spotlight outside the outside of the ring? Yeah. For the uh, Dudley's match. Oh, okay. Well, uh, unless they just found the I, right lit area. They but, did. They were on the opposite side. They were fighting in a different section than Bigelow okay. and Taz and fought. So Taz, okay, so Taz and Bam. So the lighting were, was different. Must, so I wonder if it was a spotlight or just lighting. You know what I mean? Because I think, think it was specifically the lighting. I don't think it was a spotlight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they kind of that was probably ill advised to do so much out of the ring stuff. But it was still if you were there, it would have been fucking awesome. Oh, especially, for sure. Yeah. Especially those little arenas. A lot of times you can go where you want. Like you can go from the um, from the seats to the floor if you want. You know, there's not they're not as um, regulated as a big like a hockey arena. Right. A hockey arena. You're not getting on the floor. Right. But like. Which is part of why I wanted to go to um, the AEW shows at the Cow Palace because the Cow Palace is like that. I'm sure we could walk right past the hard camera with a uh, drunk wrestling history sign. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but I'm not going. Adam said he might I'm, go, so I'm if he does. To. Well, we're going to the, we're going to the uh, pay per view that that Saturday, so I'm making signs anyway. So if you want to take one with you, <laughs> we'll do this. No pressure. No marks. <laughs> <laughs> Assu assuming um, that the camera's in the right position, we might get on there. So, I mean. Well, I don't want to get into that right now on here. That's not interesting for people to listen to, but I already have that figured out as far as the pay-per-view goes. Somewhat figured out. Um, anyway, um, Bam Bam is mostly in control. They're outside for a long time, and it's mostly just tossing each other into shit and right. chair shots. Right. A lot of tripping is, over chairs, bumping into people. It was kind of a yeah. mess. Yeah, Bam Bam tosses Taz into like through like two rows of chairs. Yes. Which some of those, I don't know how you do that and don't get hurt or just, you know what I mean? Or why you would do that and assume you wouldn't get hurt, I guess. Right, right. It just seems like so many things can go wrong when you're tossed into something like that. Exactly. Um, but these guys were fucking badasses. Yep. Um, Bam Bam tosses, tosses Taz back over the barricade. And when he jumps, so then Bam Bam jumps over it. He steps on Taz's head. So Taz is like face down. Bam Bam comes over the barricade. He steps onto a chair with one foot to get over it. And when he comes down with his, so it's like his left foot's on a chair. His right foot goes to step on the ground, but he steps on Taz's head. Oops. And I don't know if it was on purpose or not. No, that was an accident, dude. He did okay, not you mean think to so? do that. Yeah, yes. that's what 100%. I thought. 100%. That was an accident. And, and Taz goes fucking face first into that concrete. Yep. And he gets he gets busted open, right? Yeah, it was very effective. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, oh, yeah, he definitely yeah. didn't mean to do it. Yeah, you want to get busted open hard way, have have a, a 400-pounder step on your face on the concrete. Yeah, when your head's kind of up a little bit, and then he steps on the back of it, it bashes into the concrete. Yeah, you got fucking busted open. Yeah, that was fucked up, dude. Yeah, a complete accident, but look, shit's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Bam Bam sets up a table in the corner. So they're back in the ring. Bam Bam gets a table, props it up against the corner. And Taz gets shot through it face first. Yeah. <laughs> and Bam Bam doesn't try to pin him. Yeah, he's like, fuck it. Let's keep beating on him. Yeah, yeah, no, I got more things I want to do to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the rest of the table still they is in the other corner. Like, they it, it gets moved for some reason. Right. Taz uh, catches a lucky clothesline on Bam Bam and T-Bone suplexes him through it. Yep. And he works Bam Bam over for a minute. 
gets cut off with the clothesline. They go back to the ramp. Um, then I see a sign that says hung mules in the house. Oh, hung mule was yeah. there. I don't know who the hung mules were. Hung mules, hung mules. <laughs> There's more than one hung mule. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Um, then we get the infamous spot where Bam Bam goes for a T-bone, but Taz reverses it. He does a DDT through the ramp, which looks like it's made of construction paper. It, I was going to say that, dude. Yeah. Yep. Didn't it look like, or it looked like that like paper from like a light bright? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really, yeah, totally. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there was a board that they pulled out from under it. Yes. You know, like yep. it would have been some piece of plywood that somehow slid in and at some point they took it out in between right. matches yep. or some, or dropped it out. Maybe they didn't slide it out because someone would see that, but I guess you'd go under it. Or they were fighting in the crowd and whenever, with everybody's attention diverted, that's when they slid that piece out and took care of the ramp. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it would have been at some point when people weren't paying attention to the ramp. Right, you know, it would right. have been some misdirection. Yeah, but I would assume they did it from underneath the ramp, not from the side of the ramp. Oh, okay, yeah, but it would have been would when be nobody's to, looking. Yeah, which would be pretty easy to do. You just hang it from some brackets that's level with the rest of it, and then you just prop, pop it right out. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Taz climbs out. Oh, Bam Bam gets out first. Yeah, Bam Bam's out first. Taz comes out behind him follows him to the ring and he gets a Taz mission on him and Bam Bam tapped pretty fast. Yeah. And Shane Douglas is yelling that Bam Bam was reaching for the ropes and he's pissed at the ref because because Bam Bam was reaching for the ropes. I have no idea why he thinks that is relevant. Yeah, he was yelling all sort of expletives just, uh, and just trying to yeah. claim that it wasn't a tap. It was like yeah. one dis- Yeah, like you can't like one, you can't one distinct tap but because it was in that direction Oh, is that what he was trying to say? Yeah. Was he trying to say that he was reaching for the ropes? He wasn't tapping. He wasn't tapping. Yeah. Right. Oh, the way he was saying it, I thought he was saying like the tap shouldn't count because he was almost at the ropes. No, he was saying like he's reaching because for the, the ropes. Inten- he wasn't tapping. Because the intention was reach for the ropes, not that he was tapping. So I think at this point I was drinking while I was watching this. Because <laughs> I watched this in like pieces. I watched a little bit at work and then I watched a little bit at home Thursday and I think I was drinking during this part. I think. I could be wrong. No, I wasn't. No. I was drinking during the first couple matches because I turned it off because I started to get drunk. <laughs> and I didn't want to have drunk notes. You were getting into character. <laughs> I was getting into character. Yeah, I was getting warmed up for tonight. <laughs> and that's after that match. Oh, Shane yeah. gets so mad he smashes a monitor off the stage. And it's very clearly a small TV and not a monitor. Yes. Yeah, you could tell because it's TV, a small TV. You get a small TV at Goodwill. Those monitors are expensive. Right. I wonder if he was watching Perfect Strangers on that TV. He might have been. <laughs> Damn it. And then, and then backstage, uh, they did the Dance of Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Taz did the Dance of Joy. <laughs> With his FTW belt. Adam, go ahead and set up the next match. I'm going to pee while you do it. All right. Wash your hands. No, no. This is my yeah. house. I don't have to watch. My Ew! House. But two people. Whatever. Don't ever use his laptop. Noted. Uh, Joey Styles says that he's going to be flying solo now that Shane and Francine left, and it's a rivalry buildup uh, starting with uh, the Dudleys giving a 3D to Beulah. Uh, Joey says that he's supposed to be a gentleman that calls things down the middle. And despite this being a pay-per-view, uh, 
he says that he like he has no choice but to call them scumbags scumbags you have the yeah power he, of a he really dug deep there yeah unleash yourself scumbags yeah he went with scumbags now, he could have called them dickheads assholes or even worse a cotton-headed ninny muggins right That's right beyond offensive but yeah yep uh yep joy styles went crazy and called them scumbags Exactly. And that is your setup to the main event. It is a Dudleyville street fight. Uh, Dudley Boys versus Spike, Tommy Dreamer, and the Sandman. Dudleys enter to no music. Right. And also, let's point out that with all of the introductions and to-do in this match, they could have had that weapons match. Oh, yeah. Just Easily. saying. Easily. Yeah, you're right, because this pay-per-view was only about two and a half hours, right? Yeah, so if that match was cut for time, they could have shaved off easily 90% of this introduction shit and had that weapons match. I wonder what the real reason was for getting rid of the match. I don't know, dude. I don't. Everybody that was out there brawling outside of mm-hmm. Balls and Axel and Cronus were involved in this match somehow. Yeah, and you'd think of one guy out of a, out of a three, uh, you know, a match like that... Um, if Cronus got hurt, you can have the match without him. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I wonder why. Easily replaced. Why they, yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. But yeah, the, the whole introduction it, process in this was like 15 it, minutes. God, what a fucking You know, ceremony. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I wonder if these were scheduled to be two and a half hours long back then. Like they had two and a half hours of pay-per-view time. Oh, maybe. So maybe. I wonder if they overbooked it and realized they had to cut something. It could have been something to do with that. Yeah. And then by the end of it, they're like, well, shit, we need to stretch this out. You know, because Sandman's entrance always takes a long time. You know, right. and then you've got Gertner shtick, and you've got Bubba. Nowhere and... near like this was longer than normal for the Dudleys. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, it was a whole to do. It was really long, and honestly, it was one of their weaker um, shit talkings before a match. Yeah, it was like Bubba was kind of reaching a little bit, like he was doing everything possible to fucking turn the crowd on him. But dude, mm-hmm. Gertner was solid as always. I was well, fucking dying. Yes. Yeah. I actually thought Gertner should have had more time and Bubba should have had less. Agree. Agree. Because Gertner yeah. makes him sore, but they keep coming back for more. Yeah. Joel, I always yeah. make him sore. That, says, that was his middle name. Says, he's the guy your mother warned you about. The man that makes your panties moist. The only man that matters hotter than a heat wave and harder than Chinese algebra. Joel, I always leave them sore, yet they keep coming for more. Gertner. It's hard, like algebra. It's also, so gross. Saying moist is so gross, too. I also want to point out, Joel Gertner is wearing a black tuxedo jacket with nothing underneath, mm-hmm. black shorts, and a red neck brace. And if I didn't yeah. have my Halloween costume picked out already for next year, <laughs> I know what you I'd be coming it? as. You already have it? Well, it could be this. <laughs> yeah, Shannon could be uh, vomit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. <Great. laughs> um, if she has yeah, it's my first note as the man of the box. She could be Big Dick Dudley. Or Simon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God, great. dude. That's great. <laughs> Can she grow a decent... Be- no, nah, she's Irish. She can't grow a beard. <laughs> she was Greek, maybe. She could be sign guy. <laughs> she was Portuguese. Portuguese, yeah, yeah. I can say that, I'm um, Portuguese. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the babyfaces all bring ladders with them. 
Yeah, they just come to the ring with ladders. Yeah, they do the beer can spot. They do the whole Sandman entrance. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, the best part was Um, Sandman standing in front of a dude for hell of long that was holding a sign said pour beer with an arrow pointing down. Like clearly he wanted (laughs) Sandman to pour beer in his mouth. Sandman stood there for like a good five minutes and did not pour beer in the poor guy's mouth. Is that the one where he sprayed the beer with his mouth? Or no, Dreamer did that. Dreamer was doing that. He was doing like a Muda He did the Triple H. Yeah, he did the Triple H spot with the beer. Oh, I read it more of as like a great Muda. I didn't well, see it I, as a, I don't mean I don't mean he was literally imitating Triple H. I don't even know Triple H was doing that at this point. I'm just saying oh, for okay. the listeners to visualize it. You know what Got I mean? Got it. Okay. okay. He's doing with beer what Triple H does with water. Or Muda did with Green Mist. Or Muda Muda or or Asuka does with Green Mist. Right. Or us yeah. after we have to take a break during a sunny match. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so Dreamer and Devon start and they're actually wrestling, which I didn't expect. This started out as a traditional tag match with like as yeah. much bad blood is between mm-hmm. everybody. Like they fucking broke Tommy Dreamer girlfriend neck. Like, yeah, they're going to start this out. Not as a Texas tornado with everybody wanting to kill each other. Let's do a traditional tag match. And let's get and have a good competitive match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sportsmanship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't shake hands before the match. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like in Ring of Honor. <laughs> Right. I'm um, like, what the fuck? Why aren't they all just fucking brawling and it's all like traditional tag? Like, what yeah, the hell? no, we're going to respect the rules. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do this uh, for real. They're doing, the, they're doing the quick back and forth pins. Um, Devon takes a hangman neckbreaker and he sells it like he's been hit by a car or maybe electrocuted. Maybe sells, maybe that's what it looks like. He did that a couple been, times during this match. He was known for that, but yeah. that one was just a little over the top. Oversell, I mean, went, yeah. Oh my God, dude. He was flopping around like a fuck like a um like the fish at the end of the faith no more video right <laughs> right right oh also just to go back to gertner shtick real quick when yes. he introduced judge jeff jones or referee jeff jones he pointed out that the referee has hair in in yes in mocking the ref for this match who was bald and the last time ha- gertner did a shtick he said and ladies and gentlemen your referee is bald which i loved and then he did it again in this match too so that'll come into play later just wanted to bring that how did fucking gertner not find work somewhere else after ecw closed dude i have no idea he was so good you would have thought vince would have hired him yeah really quick like i don't want to compare him to like heenan or Cornette even but i mean he was quick he had some well i don't know if he was i don't know if he was quick you know what i mean that stuff was all you know i think he were he wrote all that stuff in the back oh so maybe on the fly he wasn't i mean he wasn't, he wasn't as good. but i mean but they don't do but they all they do is scripted fucking promos now anyway good point you know, yeah they, you know what i mean like he's gonna come out and talk some shit he could have just done it he would have been great like he could have been um valvinus's guy Dudley's. who he could have been valvinus's guy oh that would have been fucking awesome yeah <laughs> could you yeah, imagine valvinus, valvinus definitely last night fucked your mother yeah right <laughs> Like Val Venus's whole gimmick was a dick joke. And then you yeah. put him with a guy that all he does is dick jokes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone in the front row has part of the table from the previous match. <laughs> Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. No. No. Dude is in the fr- he's kind of like in the top right corner and he's holding part of the fucking table. <laughs> wow. Guaranteed he yeah, got I that was- signed later by someone. I wonder if he still has that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, so then you get Bub and Spike in the ring. And Bubba's killing Spike, obviously, but Spike eventually fires up and he backs uh, Bubba into the corner 
And Bubba's calling for a timeout, which was pretty cool. Like, he's getting his ass kicked by this little motherfucker. Yeah, which, by the way, you actually knew Spike Dudley before he was Spike Dudley. I did. Yeah, I knew him as Matt. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure I ever saw him wrestle. He might have already left. Really? I thought that you guys recorded a few of his matches at APW. No, no, I definitely didn't record any of his matches. You're thinking of... um, I remember Leprechaun. Um, Aaron yeah, O'Grady, yeah, you of, did. Um, Crash Holly. Or Crash Holly, yeah. You definitely yeah, record. I, I thought you had some of Matt Heisen's too, no? No, I definitely didn't record anything because by the time... No, because it would have been like fall 97 when we started recording the shows. So I might have seen him wrestle there. I don't remember. Okay, okay. But um, I definitely didn't record his stuff. The Crash stuff, for sure, I recorded his last like year or so there. And a bunch of Vic Grimes shit. Okay, and my, got it. And Mike Modest. But uh, but no, uh, Matt Heisen did come from there. He trained at APW. That's where he learned, right? Right three miles from my house. Right three miles from the Drunker Dome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, that I mean, what a great time to be involved with APW when you were there, dude. You saw a lot of names come and go. We did, yeah. It was really cool, yeah. Well, yeah, because um, uh, Robert Thompson got a truck. Robert Thompson might have gotten hired there. He might have worked there for a minute, but I don't think he was ever on TV. Like, he was there for like a month or something. Mike Modest, but, though. Um, yeah, Modest ended up in WCW for a minute. He, yes, did, he did that dark match with um, the dark match with Donovan Morgan, like in Fresno or something. I was right. at that. Right. Yeah, that was in the um, what the fuck was that movie called? Uh, um, uh, uh, Beyond the Mat. Beyond the Mat. Yeah, that match was in that, and that was Cornette talking about fucking uh, Modest is gonna kill himself because he did like a springboard and landed on his head. Yeah. Yep. And that was sort of what did him in. He fucked up that move. Or no, Cornette didn't say that. I think Vince said that. I think Corny was there watching it. Oh, okay, got it. Anyway, now we're reviewing Beyond the Mat. Well, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. Let's yeah, not let's put it over to too that. much. Yeah, yeah we're going to review match. a movie. It's going to be fucking uh, no holds barred. Exactly. Um, but uh, so Bubba's killing Spike. Then Big Dick and Sandman come in, and I'm like, now it's going to be a fucking mess. These two. Oh God, yeah. Um, they end up end up outside, and the match completely breaks down. Um, yeah, Tommy this is where it got crazy. Yeah, yeah. Tommy and Devon go into the crowd, um, and for some reason, there's a big group of empty seats i don't know if they didn't sell those seats and this is the first well, time maybe seen they it, got like you the said they went to the other side out of the way once they started crossing that area. yeah but you didn't really see people scattering it was weird um or maybe they pushed all those people over to the hard cam so you could see them on the hard camera like maybe they filled that yeah, side like they didn't sell right they didn't sell the floor out yeah yeah that's what i'm wondering um salmon does a top rope hurricane rana that i'm pretty sure i could have done a better job of oh i know you could have yeah, and then he <laughs> then he gets a ladder. Um, somehow Spike's busted open. Um, he and Big Dick are working each other over, and he's I don't know how it happened. You didn't see it. And then San uh, Sandman does a senton onto the ladder onto Devon. Um, Sandman and Bubba are still legal, and at this point, I'm wondering how that's going to work into the finish. Because now everything's gone completely crazy, but those were the last two guys to get tagged into the match. Yeah, but at this point, it's now a Texas tornado match where everybody's just fucking each other up. Right, but it never officially became... It's not like Teddy Long came out and said, Texas Tornado match, playa. No, right, exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. But it's a Dudley Street um, Fight match, so I don't understand why it had to be like tags right off the bat. And then it devolves into this. So I don't I don't know, dude. That's just all kind of weird rules. And that's one of my things always with ECW, where like it'll be like, do right. something behind the referee's back, but then do something right in front of the referee's that face. Why'd you sneak why around in the first place? When the Dudleys called a timeout. Yeah. Because Dudley oh, yeah. Street yeah. fight. Good point. Yep. Right. If you back into, if you're against yeah. the ropes, the referee can call for a break. It's not a timeout, but you're not supposed to attack the guy when he's in the corner. Right. Right. So, but Dudleys yeah. make the rules. Quote. Right. Right. 
Um, Big Dick drop, backdrops Salmon to the ramp, and the heels are working over Dreamer with the ladder, which is great. Um, Spike hits an acid drop on Bubba and goes for the pin. So there you go. The referee is counting counting the pin on anyway. Yep. So at this point, it's just everybody doing everything to everyone else. Yes, exactly. It just completely devolves into a clusterfuck. Yeah, there's no such thing as a legal man anymore. It's just whatever the fuck. And everyone's hitting everybody. Nobody's like, it's just complete chaos. And then it starts to get really ECW. Dreamer gets a figure four on Sign Guy. Who also Um, has an ACL tear. Supposedly. Yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. His leg's wrapped up. And oh. Gertner did point out during his introduction he also had a torn rectum, but then they yelled at him and he no, changed it to a deviated septum. Right, right. That was great. I forgot about that. <laughs> so yeah, sign guy was pretty fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Jeff Jones breaks it up by hitting him with a sign, and then in the most assholeish thing that he could do, he pile drives the sex doll. Yes, that Beulah's face was on. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, then he takes a pile driver from to the unth level. Yeah, that's almost like they, putting your wife's face on your tights or your opponent's wife's face on your, your tights. opponent's wife's face on your tights. <laughs> yes, yeah, that'll get your ass kicked. We've seen it exactly. Yeah, I saw uh, Jake and um, Rick Rude at a house show in Oakland in eighty. I guess it would have been eighty eight, eighty nine, and uh, Cheryl Roberts, Jake's wife, was there. And she went to sit down outside. They had, you know, a regular wrestling chair there. Right. She totally missed the chair, fell on her ass. Oh, she, dude, she was probably drunk. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, she might have. I was like 10 years old. I wasn't thinking about that, but you might be right. And yeah. also, I think we were at the same show. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Did Hogan face Boss Man in the main event? Or no, I'm sorry. Yes. Did he face One Man Gang in the main event? I thought it was Boss Man, but I'd have to look it up. I found the show on some website that I went to. Was it in January of 1988? I don't remember. Um, okay. I don't remember. Okay. Totally off topic. Sorry. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, then the referee helps Dreamer put Gertner into a tree of woe. Because Gertner called him bald. Because Gertner called him called him bald. Yeah. And then all four of the heels get into a tree of woe. And, well, it's all four of the heels. And who's the fourth heel? It's uh, it's Gertner. Gertner. Gertner and the three Dudleys. Oh, Gertner, Gertner. Yeah, yeah, Gertner and the three guys in the team. So then the three guys on the face team and the referee do a four-way drop kick. Yep, which shares everybody. Yes. So now the referee is beating up Joel Gertner during the Because match. he called him bald. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Big Dick hits the total penetration on Dreamer <laughs> on the ladder. If there was ever a perfect finishing move to the wrestler's name... <laughs> I'm hard pressed to find a better one than total penetration by Big Dick Dudley. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Ooh, the the money shot was pretty good. But you'd have to know Val Venus's character. Yeah, I guess Big Dick. You know, he doesn't even have a character. He's just named Big Dick. Yeah, Big Dick with total penetration. It's like, dude, yeah. it's like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, it has not been topped in my book. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you're right. <laughs> Total um, penetration. But when he does the move, he totally, Dreamer totally misses the ladder. Big Dick just lands on, on his ass. Yeah, he did. Like hell. Yeah, he, he totally t- fucked that up. It, you know what it reminded me of was when Bubba Ray would do the power bomb to like Mae Young mm-hmm. or Moolah when he would basically sit on his ass and basically cradle him in his lap. Right. Yeah, that's almost what Big uh, Big Dick did to Tommy Dreamer on the ladder. Like he yeah, totally he protected kinda, him. He did protect him, but he landed on his own ass on it. Well, what that's what I'm mean? saying. Yeah, like Dreamer was yeah. fine, but Big Dick definitely took the worst of that. He did, yeah. Um, 
Dick drops Spike to the floor through a table, but then he takes a cane shot to the face by Sandman. Yes. Which was fucked Clean. up. Like, Sandman just swung that right at his face, dude. Yep. Um, And then then Jack Victory gets involved. Gets the pit. First off, it, gets oh, the post, pit. That was post-match. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. That was... That, that was Dream, I'm sorry. Dreamer I skipped with the a line DDT of my notes. I'm also this... This uh, nine and, and three quarter percent beer. Um, it is uh, yeah, denogonizing you. Yeah. How did the match end? Dreamer hits a DDT, DDT on the DDT ladder. DDT onto yes. the ladder gets the pinfall. But not before yeah. Sandman took an unprotected chair shot from Bubba Which Ray Dudley. Which looked like it broke the chair too. Yeah. It did. Yeah. The chair was yeah. fucked. It was. Um, then Jack Victory comes in. He hits Dreamer with the guitar. And then here comes New Jack with the shopping cart. And you're and waiting for it, right? Because now all the faces are getting the beat down. They're outnumbered. Jack Victory, mm-hmm. who fucked up New Jack in the parking lot immediately earlier. Immediately the crowd starts chanting New Jack. Not even a yes. bit later. Yep. Yep. You just, yeah. you smelled it coming. And it was fantastic mm-hmm. when it happened. Because as soon as his music hit, which is that generic bullshit that they play. As soon in as the, the music ghetto. hit. Yeah, in the ghetto, right. Which uh, yeah, his I, music was Natural Born Killers, right? Natural Born Killers, right. My favorite rap song. And then you it's, see the crowd throwing up the rap New Jack song, symbol. My favorite rap song that is not Digital Underground or Beastie Boys. Understood. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Um, yeah, New Jack's great because <laughs> he throw he hits Big Dick with the shopping cart. Yeah, yeah. He actually picks up the shopping cart and hits him. The cart goes out. Big Dick goes out and the shopping cart bounces off the floor and it almost hits the fucking front row. So here's my question about this. Okay. Which unfortunate ECW staffer had to go to a grocery store and steal a shopping cart so that New Jack had a toy to play with later? Who do you you think did that? I mean, at some point someone had to do that, but do you think it was the same cart? Did they just keep it? There's no way it was the same cart, dude. Like throw it in the ring truck? No, there's no way, dude. every show they had to go get one? I mean, especially when that... Heyman told that three-year-old camera person just take a cart. (laughs) They'll think it's cute and they'll get away with it. <laughs> Film this bit and then go steal a shopping cart. I'll give you two hot dogs. <laughs> I'll give you two hot dogs and then I'll give you a quarter you could put in that turning machine. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to go back and watch a couple of these shopping cart matches and see if I can identify it. Like if it looks this, like that's the same color handle. Okay, so you know in the um, the part where you put your kid, it's got that like flip down plastic seat thing. Mm-hmm. I want to say the one in this match was blue. Okay. That might be so a I'll good go way to differentiate between them. Yeah, I'll go back back and watch a different show and see if it's blue. So but I can't imagine that thing didn't get what. It's a good thing they didn't have that. Good thing they didn't have that magnet uh, gimmick, right? That they have now where you can't roll it anymore. Yeah, again, this was '98, dude. They weren't worried about shopping carts back then. Yeah, you have to tilt it on one front wheel to get it to roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what. I don't know. I don't know Akron. Like, I don't know uh, what supermarket chain they have there. Like, like Wegmans or something. I would say like Jewel or. I don't know if Piggly Wiggly is a thing. Hmm. Just making Piggly Wiggly up. Nope. Oh, you know what? You nope. know who would answer this? Travis Fowler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Travis, hit us up. Tell us what um, supermarket. I know, Fuck, Travis uh, might have been at this show. I know that Jewel exists. Piggly Wiggly is yeah. a chain somewhere. I just don't know if it's Akron, but please let us know. Isn't Piggly Wiggly the thing from uh, European Vacation? No, but... I, that when they win the thing on the game show, that's something to do with Piggly Wiggly, right? But I right? think it's also an actual chain. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of Ziggy Piggy from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. 
Here we go again. I don't know. I don't know. Here we go, Sanchez. That's happened like four times in this match, dude. I know, I know. We're trying to do this episode in an hour. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. We're we're just under an hour and a half, and I think we're going to wrap it up in a minute. So (laughs) so that's that's progress for us. Yeah, right? (laughs) We skipped a match, dude. Um, The heels get the fuck out of there. The faces celebrate on top of the ladders. The tall ladder looks rickety as shit because it's been beat up. It had been beat the fuck up during the match, And I don't trust those old school aluminum ladders that much in the first place, especially on a wrestling ring that has a little bit of wobble to it. Yeah, it's been used how much? Yeah, I think that was the one Big Dick did the total penetration on where he basically broke it with his ass. He totally penetrated it. He totally penetrated it. But you know what? Sandman was the one on top of the big ladder. So he was hammered as fuck anyway. You don't care. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) It's like when I was going to go on Tower of Terror when I got drunk. Right. (laughs) Oh, fuck it. Let's go. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. I saw what happened to that kid on that tower drop in Florida. Oh, fuck, dude. Oh, my God. Awful. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it sounded like a stake hitting the ground. Or as JR Um, would say... (laughs) <laughs> a sickening, a it was sickening a sick, thud. That's a sickening thud. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. Um. So I like that match a lot. It was it was good to start. I wish it would have gone back to a regular tag match for at least part of it. I don't because it just did turn into a little bit of chaos. No, but, but that's what I like. It's ECW. Every tag yeah. team match should be a t- uh, Texas tornado. Yeah, or I mean, tornado you're tag. Right. You're probably right. It's yeah. ECW. That's what made it different. Or, or maybe they could have done a little bit of the um, thing where two guys will be down outside so you can focus on two guys, you know? Just a little yes. bit of that. Yeah. Because it was just too, you couldn't, it was hard to keep track of what was going on. It was, it was chaotic. So yeah. Yeah. They could have toned it down a tiny bit. But six guys in the ring, nature. it's going to get that way a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um. So my final notes on the show before giving it a beer ranking is I thought it was a really good show. It's definitely my favorite pay-per-view since the first ECW pay-per-view we watched. Yes. And I think I said that about the last one, so they're getting better. Um, Could this be because Shane Douglas did not wrestle on this show? That didn't hurt. (laughs) I'm interested to see now. We'll start doing a trend of pay-per-views that Shane Douglas is not on versus (laughs) pay-per-views that Shane Douglas is on. Let's see if that affects Eddie's beer ranking. Yeah, yeah, it might. It might. We'll see. Um, Although he talked a lot on this one, so I think I prefer to watch him wrestle. (laughs) Because at least you're done in like 15 minutes. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> As opposed to two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, awesome at Tanaka was the best match. My only criticism of this is I wish the FBI had a match on it. Oh, uh, good point. They, yeah. they were in the dark match. Oh, okay, got it. So I'll give it... I'll give it five beers. Okay, you're going a whole number here. Okay, Adam? I'd give it, a, I'd give it five beers. It was a- definitely action-packed. I would still say first one or first pay per view was like big uh, compared to this one, but definitely a lot of action to it that fit the ECW identity. Yeah, I, I think on this one, all the names were there. Like they basically trotted out mm-hmm. all of the ECW stars. I'm going to go four and three quarters beers. All right, pretty good. Out of six, in the inaugural six pack ranking. Yes. Oh, and what was the second match? The second match was the sh- uh, the storm match. The storm and Candido, yeah. yeah. Not better than Aguila and uh, wait. No, uh, did we Taka. only no. do that for WWF or? I think so. Mostly, I yeah. Just th- I just thought of oh, it. Well. So, That's yeah, ECW yeah. still can't beat them. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it also seemed like Storm uh, Lance Storm had some fire in his eyes for that one. So, as opposed to yeah, being robotic, yes. Well, he was fighting for Sonny. That's true. Yeah. And there's uh, testosterone involved. And there you go. He knew his ass was going to get felt on. <laughs> yeah, right. He was excited. Yeah. 
Yeah, people do things when they know Sonny's involved. Exactly. Take a couple breaks. Or they run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, that takes care of our... <laughs> they get the hell out of the street. That takes care of our episode <laughs> of ECW Heatwave 1998. What do you all think of this pay-per-view? And what do you think of our coverage of it? Please let us know on the social media platforms. Twitter, again, while you can, because... More Twitter shits happening. I, yeah, I don't know what the fuck, but either way. Oh, yeah. If Twitter falls apart or we get thrown off of it or whatever the fuck, Carissa hasn't, I think I mentioned it before, she got logged out and still hasn't logged, been able to log back in. So if shit happens, we're on Instagram and TikTok. Yep. Instagram and TikTok, wrestling underscore drunk. Please like, share, and uh, tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to smash that subscribe button, and we'll keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. What? Yeah, subscribe for sure, because I've mentioned it before. That brings you up in the rankings, supposedly. So do comments if anybody wants to be generous and leave a uh, five-star review. Yes. But um, Ratings and reviews. That's also a good way that just in case uh, Twitter falls apart, that's a good way to stay up on what's going on with us. And you know, we'll definitely mention falls. you on the show, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we always mention the reviews, but um, yeah, we don't. You don't need to follow us on Twitter. As if you're subscribed, you'll get every episode right away. Hashtag blessed. Right. Yep. So with Scott and Eddie, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we'll see you next time for another great episode. One, two, three. Deviated septum. Dive. Total penetration. We be pimping on a whole nother caliber. Got a bitch for every day that's on the calendar. 24 inch rims on the challenger. The way we get this money's hard like algebra. We be pimping on a whole nother caliber. Got a bitch for every day that's on the calendar. 24 inch rims on the challenger. The way we get this money's hard like algebra. Okay, Brooks about his cheese. I make rappers feel fatigued. They don't want it. I'm known to make these rappers' fingers bleed. Grit and trap and trying to eat. Difficult. No surrender, no retreat, no defeat Go to sleep, I'm out here touching major weight Ricky Bobby shaking bait Got no time for any drama, say that shit for Ricky Lake Ricky Plains is what I'm rolling, Brooks is on a paper chase Paper chasing Oakland Raider, meet your maker, this is fate Plus the weed I smoke is great And I twist it by the ace, so fuck some Dutchess We roll crutches up in joints and blaze away Blaze away a hundred K, a hundred more up in my safe Because I learned to bake a cake Break, break it down, erase the stakes, the golden states is where I'm from California, get it poppin' I'm out here going hard there ain't no slacking when I'm rocking. I rep and sign to my music, nigga, try and stop it. I put my niggas on, so now we all eating lops, eating lops. We be pimping on a whole nother caliber. Got a bitch for every day that's on the calendar. 24 inch rims on the challenger. The way we get this money's hard like algebra. We, we be pimping on a whole nother caliber. Got a bitch for every day that's on the calendar. 24 inch rims on the challenger. The way we get this money's hard like algebra. I use the 223 or Savage 30 yacht. When I'm getting this money, like a dirty cop. When will they fucking see that we can never stop? Brooks and Pedro getting it in, stacking guac. I need four months to grow my crop, then it's cut dry. Trap, blow and smoke them high a lot. Get a big order and then make the drop. Get caught in my challenger, hmm, I think not. Go to the spot, pick up Monday's chick. Now Friday's pissed, cause I push her off the list. I tell her, get with it, or you can get gone. Now all she is is the lyric in the song. Because I'm pivoting on a whole nother caliber. Put it in and out of her, smashing it like Gallagher. If it's new to flower, her smoking blunts of the lavender. That's another chapter. Fedra's back with the massacre. We be pimping on a whole 
another caliber. Got a bitch for every day that's on the calendar. 2024 inch rims on the challenger. The way we get this money's hard. We be pimping on a whole nother caliber. Got a bitch for every day that's on the calendar. 24 inch rims on the challenger. The way we get this money's hard like algebra.